This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions, and welcome to the Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Chris Johnson, President and CEO of the Association of Washington Business in Washington State, to learn how Holman Brothers has provided value for him. Well, Doug and Bill at the Holman Brothers have been a key ally in growth uh, for my professional career, working at three different chambers, a local chamber, a regional chamber, and now a statewide chamber. And they've been the ideal solution, whether it's a comprehensive training program, whether it's working on individual sales growth, quarterly check-ins with the team, the ability to grow members has meaning more assets for the organization. More assets means we can do more things to serve our members. They've really been the perfect solution for us, a trusted resource partner and a growth partner for us all along the way. So hats off to Doug and Bill for their great success. They'll be a great partner for you as they are for us. You can learn more about Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. When you really think about it, is it realistic to expect your membership rep to deliver consistent results without consistent coaching? Much like an elite athlete, your membership rep must be aligned and performing at their best, which doesn't happen automatically. Holman Brothers Next Level Coaching Program supplies the indispensable training, guidance, and support your membership rep needs to keep their performance in high gear. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of next level coaching. Our guest for this episode is Glenn Hammer. Glenn is the president and CEO of the Texas Association of Business, which serves as the Texas State Chamber of Commerce. Glenn is a torchbearer for, for the business community, and he's a, he has a proven track record for success in the public policy arena. He testified before the 87th legislator on his second day of the job and made meaningful contributions to the passage of the top legislative priorities for the business community including broadband expansion, keep Texas trucking, pandemic liability protections, and preventing astronomical increases in unemployment insurance. Since the pandemic, Glenn has made it his mission to visit more local chambers than anyone else on the planet. He connects businesses, small and large, with lawmakers on both sides of the aisle to protect Texas's pro-business climate. Glenn is proud to be part of the Texas Camino Real District Export Council, American Society of Mexico, and National Immigration Forum. He also serves on the board for the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and chairs its committee of 100. Glenn came to TAB, or Texas Association of Business, after 14 years as CEO of the Arizona Chamber of Commerce and Industry, where he played a central role in major tax, education, legal, and health care victories. He was at the forefront of the business community's advocacy for the U.S. for the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement. Glenn is a highly regarded international issues expert and has joined governors, mayors, and the U.S. Chamber on trade missions to China, Taiwan, Mexico, Canada, Israel, and the United Kingdom. Recognizing the global race for talent to keep our economy strong, Glenn is also recognized as a champion on immigration reform. 
Glenn has also served as Chief of Staff to Arizona Congressman Matt Salmon, uh, Executive Director of Arizona Republican Party, Legislative Assistant to Senator John Kyle, and Executive Director for Solar Energy Industries Association. Glenn is a, a graduate of Cornell University and Arizona State University's College of Law. Glenn is married, has three daughters who uh, exhibit strong entrepreneurial spirit. Um, Glenn, I'm excited to have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. You have quite the bio. Um, <laughs> been... well, well, Brandon, I, I, I'm 125 years old. So right. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I appreciate your program. Absolutely. I've been looking forward. We've been uh, working to get you on the podcast for some time. You're, you're a busy man all over the big state of Texas. But uh, glad to have you on and want to give you an opportunity to say hello to all the Chamber Champions that are out there listening and share something interesting that we can get to know you a little bit better. Well, hello, Brandon. And, and the first thing I'll say that our, our mission, because people ask, how's our chamber different than a lot of the other chambers? Well, we're united in the sense that we're all part of the chamber community. And in, in my opinion, the, the chambers are one of the most important civic institutions on the planet today and one of and certainly one of the best respected you do any sort of poll and the second that you identify as a chamber uh you have credibility with uh people of all different political uh, persuasions at at the texas state chamber our our mission and our purpose is to champion the best business climate in the world unleashing the power of free enterprise to enhance lives for generations. And, you know, Texas here, here's for all of our listeners, all of the listeners and people watching this podcast across the country, here's the truth as, and I say this as a guy who came from Arizona, right. Texas is not a state, it's a country. It's a big place. And uh, everywhere that I go, uh, there's uh, great optimism about where this uh, state is going and the power of, of of chambers to enact meaningful change. Absolutely. And you know, to be clear, Glenn has a job to do. You know, he promotes business and economic development and so forth throughout Texas. But uh as a fellow Texan, I deeply appreciate it. So thank you, Glenn. But uh, <laughs> why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more about what the Texas Association of Business does as you work with local chambers and what is the, the scope? You, you shared kind of the, the mission statement there, but what kind of work are you involved with? Well, in terms of you, you hit on a number of the things that we were able to contribute to uh, over the last couple of years in, in Texas, but we're an advocacy group and our our charge is to keep Texas uh, the most competitive state in, in the country to do business. So we're located right across from the state capital. So our day job is really to advocate for, for the meat and potato issues that benefit businesses of all kinds uh, from every part of the state. So for example, you mentioned unemployment insurance. Well, we felt the need to get engaged in this because if if we weren't able to get a state allocation of funds to replenish our state's uh, un uninsurance trust fund, it could have meant increases of up to 300% for our businesses across the state of Texas. So working with the governor, working with the legislature, working with chambers across the state of Texas, where we were able to get something done to avoid what could have been a very large tax increases. That's that's one example 
of how we work. We we work with our chamber partners to enact uh, meaningful policy changes at primarily at the Texas State Capitol. We also do get involved from time to time on local matters and increasingly on federal matters, particularly when it comes to trade and national immigration policy. Very good. Uh, that definitely helps to set the table. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll focus our discussion today around uh, more so how a local chamber can work with their state chamber on some of these bigger issues. And we'll dive into that discussion as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. We all know there are three words in Chamber of Commerce. So we suggest that you manage the Chamber and we'll manage the Commerce. Between both teams, we'll deliver a lot more value back to members. We invite you to take a look at our Let's Do Commerce program by visiting www.letsdocommerce.com. You'll be able to engage and promote membership like never before. And with our integrated Chamber kiosk and community clicker program, the potential is enormous. To schedule a visit with me that works best for you, please visit Richards, with an S, richardscalendar.com. As we like to say here at Chamber Nation, join a chamber and get results. Hey there, Donna Nowitzki, CEO of YFD here, and we are all about the Shop Local movement. We're working with more than 500 communities like yours and 15,000 small businesses like your members. We're big fans of Brandon and his Chamber Chat podcast, so we're helping to sponsor his show. But while I've got you here, what's a Yifty, you ask? It's a digital gift card branded for your chamber that people spend only at the local shops that you authorize. In 2022, we drove tens of millions of dollars to small businesses in the U.S. The program is free for chambers and free for your local shops. You can sign up for a live Zoom demo with me or one of my teammates at yifty.com demo or email sales at yifty.com. That's Y-I-F-T-E-E dot com. That's it for now. Back to the show. All right, Glenn, we're back. Um, so as I mentioned before the break, we'll be talking about how a local chamber can work more with their, their state chamber. And I loved, as I went through your bio, <laughs> you, you make it a point to, uh, to visit as many local chambers as anyone else on the planet. I'm curious if you've been keeping count of all your visits you get around to. Like you said, Texas is a country, not a state. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's it. Well, I'm I'm usually meeting uh, outside of Austin with a couple of chambers uh, in Texas uh, every week, and then also uh, because our legislature is in session this year, the legislature in Texas meets every other year. Uh, we have many chambers that are coming to the state capitol. So, uh, and we always welcome our our, our local chamber partners. In, in in terms of how chambers can get involved, and, and whether you're in Texas, Arizona, Michigan, or you name the state, the best way to do that is, is generally speaking, cha- state chambers will have uh, advocacy uh, committees, and state chambers will, uh, for example, the state, our state chamber, we have a, a biweekly call with chambers from across the state of Texas where we're simply able to discuss advocacy. We'll we'll talk about the top items that are on our agenda, and we'll also solicit items that are on the agendas of our local chamber partners. Those are critical because state chambers, by and large, are going to be focused on advocacy. By and large, they're going to be in the state capitol, and they are always eager to uh, have the help and assistance and input from local chamber partners across the state. The reason why is it's generally speaking, it's the local chambers that have the best relationships with their uh, elected officials from their respective areas. Right. So and advocacy is so huge as a state chamber. And I think of all these, you know, local chambers, some of these, you know, chambers that are being run by one staff or part-time staff in some situ- situations. Um, advocacy can seem like something really tough for them to take on and handle. So how would you suggest for maybe a small chamber like that to get involved with their chamber and to get involved with advocacy where they might be a bit intimidated on the the thought of it? Great great question. The the first thing I would do would, would be to connect with the state chamber and see what are the high level agenda items of that state chamber. Because our job is uh, to make sure that the policy uh, items that we're championing have broad b- benefits. They're they're not the types of things that just benefit one industry or one part of the state. The core items of a state chamber agenda are going to be benef- beneficial across the board. And then what will generally happen, and this is the case uh, with us, with the Texas Association of Business, is we encourage uh, chambers from around the state to sign on and to support the agenda that we crafted. By the way, crafted with the help of a lot of chamber leaders from across the state, as well as other business leaders. So the easiest way uh, would be to contact state chamber and to say, what's your business agenda? And then to see from those items the the top ones that would be of interest to that community. One quick example. We're advocating on behalf of increased funding tied to increased uh, results for our great community college system in the state of Texas. We have 50 community colleges in Texas. Uh, There was just a a very important report that was released uh, in terms of the need for additional funding tied to performance metrics. Uh, that practically is going to mean uh, an ask of about $650 million from the legislature. It has the support uh, of the leadership in the legislature. Uh, the governor is supportive of uh, increased uh, opportunities for our community colleges. 
And the key now is getting as many chambers as possible from around the state rallying around that. That has broad benefit. And a, a smaller chamber, even a mom and pop shop, could simply lend their logo to the advocacy materials that are likely being led uh, by the state chamber. I love that. That kind of leads into what I was going to say or bring up next, which is if you are one of these smaller chambers and trying to communicate value to your members of the work that you're doing beyond you know, what they see on a day-to-day basis on Main Street or wherever you're located, to be able to communicate that value through those efforts that you're making with advocacy, uh, it sounds like Texas Association of Business provides some of this material that they can um, you know, send out to local chambers to be able to help communicate some of that value and the work and the um, momentum, I'll say, that, that chambers are, are trying to get behind and building bigger numbers together to be a, a larger voice at the Capitol. Coalitions are so important. We get asked by lawmakers all the time, you know, how do other business groups, how do other chambers, particularly in their communities, look at a look at a policy? And your chances of getting that lawmaker to agree uh, increase dramatically if you have the support of the local chambers. And Brandon, this probably this will just give sort of a sense. It's I know it's not coming off well because of our background. But these are our core priorities for this legislative session. And, uh, you know, I'd be happy to share them with you uh, because it's a pretty good model of how most state chambers operate in terms of putting together core uh, actionable agenda items that generally speaking, most chambers, small, medium or large would support. Yeah, if you could share that with us, since this is a primarily an audio podcast, I can share that in the show notes so our listeners can can pull that up and, and see some of those main points that you guys are covering this legislative session. Um, right. But yeah, having those coalitions, I, I couldn't agree more. It's a it's key for building building and, a, a bigger voice. Yeah. And Brennan, I also want to say is that, you know, the day job for the for the smaller chambers of keeping the communities connected and keeping their businesses uh, as healthy as possible and giving them increased opportunities to to earn and, and provide opportunities for the workers and the and the people of the community. That's that's noble work. And, 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 you know, that's important. We don't do that activity. That is that is incredibly important. Our job is on the policy side. So we're, wherever we can help uh, for those chambers that are doing such a great job of keeping their communities going, uh, it's our small part, our small contribution to to their great efforts. So I'm curious for myself, on a, from a state perspective, are you reaching out to the local chambers to see what issues, what advocacy efforts are important to them? Are they coming to you? Do they come to you and then you put it out for more broadly across the state? How does that communication flow? It's it's really two, two ways. Uh, and, you know, Brandon, I think we met at the Texas Chamber of Commerce Executive uh, meeting in Rockwall uh, right. a year or so ago. And that was an opportunity where we had a number of advocacy sessions where we had a chance to talk about the items that we thought were going to be important to the next legislature. And our chamber partners also had the opportunity to to talk to us about what was important. And I'll give an example of where this two-way conversation is so important. When I go around the state of Texas, I pick up different 
themes in terms of what different communities share in common. The number one issue, number one issue far and away, drum roll please, workforce. <laughs> Doesn't matter where I go, it's workforce. There's the need for uh, better skilled workers that meet the needs of the modern economy and more workers. So how does that practically translate to our work? Well, uh, it translates in that we need more career and technical education in our high schools. We need the community college curriculums to be uh, tighter, more tightly aligned with work with the workforce, which which they are being as we speak. And it also means we need uh, more workers. You know, we have two jobs open basically for every job open in this country, even with you know, higher interest rates and the economy slowing in certain areas. Doesn't feel like that's the case in Texas, by the way, but we have more jobs open than people to fill them. So we need more workers. So that's why we fight uh, for uh, good federal immigration reform, better visa programs, as well as second chance hiring. You know, for, for people that have served their time in the state of Texas, we wanna provide a path uh, where they can productively re-enter society and, and contribute. So we came up with our agenda really based largely on many conversations uh, with our local chamber partners. Fantastic. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So just having those conversations, to be able to see what what is those uh, the key issues in a community and to be able to see, okay, this has a trend throughout the state. And like you said, workforce, anywhere you go, that obviously is something that needs to have more focused attention. Um, and then there's, you know, all the different layers to the workforce, right? So you can peel back those onions, the, the, the layers of the onion and get real deep on that. A lot of layers. There's the higher ed, uh, there's childcare layers. There's, uh, there's, you know, even, uh, you know, we've like most chambers, particularly, uh, where there's uh, a strong rural population, things like broadband infrastructure right. pop up. You know, it depends, you know, on, on a state like Texas, Brandon, we're about 900 to 1,000 people move here on net each day. That's a staggering number. <laughs> you know, that also impacts uh, the agenda items and, and makes things like expanded infrastructure more important than it might be in, in, in some other states. No, it's true. And we see, like you mentioned, broadband, we see that like through COVID when schools are forced to do, you know, remote learning and whatnot, you, you see the strain on the broadband system and networks. And if we're really going to be able to grow and continue to have that sustained growth, we need to be able to look at some of these things on the horizon before they become a big issue. Well, exactly. And that's another one where just having these conversations with our chamber partners has made a has made a huge difference. There's certain communities that I go into where broadband is an issue, but it's not the issue or maybe not even top three or four. Be why? Because it's penetrated the community. It's just not uh, an issue. But there's other times where I go into rural Texas where this is the issue, and you know whether it's uh, education or telehealth, you know things that uh, a lot of us take for granted. If if you don't have uh, if if you don't have that strong internet connection today, uh, it's difficult to fully participate in 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 the modern economy. Absolutely, and and I almost wonder. Well, I mean, it is direct, directly related to workforce as well, but. 
you see more the connectivity and then people feeling like they don't need to go into an office. It is just the dominoes and the, and the layers of the onion. So it just, it just keeps going. I'll just say for, <laughs> for the listeners out there, you should, if you can health wise go in and, and it, and it has a lot of benefits socially. You also think about downtowns and, you know, a lot of the, the businesses that have suffered because people haven't been into, in, into normal work areas. Uh, Zoom and other types of things like that are are very good tools, but there is absolutely nothing that replaces uh, human interaction. And commercially, it's very important. And I'll tell you, employers uh, are telling me left and right, we want uh, our workforce uh, back back in person with more flexibility, but by and large, back in person. Yeah. No, I I would totally agree with that. There's benefits and and there's ways to leverage it, but um, but where right. you can to to be there in person for sure. Uh, well, Glenn, I I like asking everyone I have on the show if for a listener who is at a local chamber, they want to take their chamber up to the next level. What tips or action items might you have for to suggest to them to to be able to do that? Join for the, the first thing that I would say is that most states have a, a Texas Chamber of Commerce executive uh, platform of some point of, of some sort. That is vitally important. We're we're very lucky here that we have uh, such an entity. It's it's run by Drew Chevrolet, who is a chamber veteran. This is this is important because it goes well. Advocacy is not the main uh, uh, feature of this organization. It's how to run a chamber. It's how to put together staff. It's how to do board meetings. It's how to have the correct bylaws. The first thing is you have to make sure that you have a structurally sound organization. So I would say whatever state you're in is uh, please join whatever that entity is uh, of chamber executives. That is, that's a must have particularly if you're a, a mom and pop uh, chamber. Absolutely. In fact, when I started this podcast, I came from the, the chamber publishing industry. And as I'd go around, I would meet small chambers that would really struggle. I'd meet other chambers that were, they may be small too, but they were doing really well. And I started the podcast as a way of sharing some good practices, best practices and ways of doing things. And then I found out that those ones that were really struggling weren't members of their state association. And that is such a key tip right there. And there's other resources, but you can't overlook the value of the state association. Well, and it's it's the peer network that's very important. So, you know, it's socially, Brandon, we, we got together and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a social situation. You get to meet your peers and you get to share different ideas. And in the chamber world, we all sort of joke one version or another, there's no pride in authorship. We steal each other's st- good stuff all the time, and we try to avoid the pitfalls all the time as well. So joining that type of organization and participating uh, and, and and having colleagues that can help you, uh, we all need help. I mean, I'll, I'll just say, you know, I, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I rely on a network of chamber leaders across the country and and across uh, the state of Texas to help me. And I've been doing this for a while. So, uh, you know, build, join the right organizations, get engaged, and uh, it it will pay massive dividends and it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, that peer network brings different perspectives than what you see yourself. And it lets you be able to see the world through different eyes and, and come to better solutions. 
So chamber leaders are fun people. They are. They are. They know how to fun. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, Glenn, I like asking as we look to the future of chambers of commerce, how do you see the future of chambers and their purpose going forward? Very bright. We know that, unfortunately, so many major institutions in this country uh, have taken a, a hit in terms of the public's credibility. Chambers are one of the few institutions where, if anything, uh, it it pulls chamber work pulls higher today than it did in, in past years. And here's the reason why. If, if you think about it, just about every person in the country has some sort of association with some sort of chamber in their community. And it's probably a, a, a very positive one because chambers really exist to support their business communities, which are supporting their communities. They may be supporting the local hospital. They may be supporting Little League. Uh, chambers in this country are one of the backbones that make, in my opinion, America the greatest country in the history of the world. So I want to thank all of the chamber leaders uh, from all around the country who are engaged in this work. It's honorable, it's inspirational, and you're a critical part of what is uh, keeping uh, America together during a very uh, difficult time. Amen to that. And that's that's why I've grasped onto the chamber industry myself is just I see that value that these chambers all across the country provide and, and providing better lives for their communities. And Brandon, what you do is vitally important because it creates a record where we could uh, all uh, learn from, from each other. I appreciate that. That's the hope. That's the goal <laughs> is to get it out there and everybody takes you know, some tidbits from, from each episode. <laughs> Uh, Glenn, I wanted to give you a chance to share any contact information for listeners who want to reach out and connect with you and learn more about what the Texas Association of Business has to offer or, or anything in general that you've touched on today. What would be the best way for them to, to reach out and connect? Sure. Two, two ways. My cell phone is, is the best way to reach me, and that's 737-336-6590. Uh, the second best way is my email, ghammer, G-H-A-M-E-R, at textbiz.org. Sell is far better. I sometimes joke, if you don't want me to see something, email it to me, because I get a little <laughs> bit overloaded there. But I'm pretty responsive when it comes to people uh, texting me. Man, I lucked out then. We uh, <laughs> set this up over email and he happened to see it. This is great. <laughs> well, thank you, Glenn. I appreciate you setting aside some time to join us today here on Chamber Chat Podcast and to, to touch on this topic of how local chambers can get more involved with their state chambers. I think it's such important work and to really, even at the local level, to take on that, that work of advocacy and, and really communicating that value to the members and community at large. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. 